Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our NCAA unsung hoopers. So Jalen and I chose two basketball players that really stood out to us outside of the Power Five conferences. And the Power Five conferences consist of the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12. So Jalen, who is one of your unsung hoopers? I'm going to go with Quentin Grimes of the Houston Cougars right now. In his junior year, 6'5", 205 pounds, and he is eaten this year. 17.7 points per game, 6.8 rebounds, and two assists. This is a guy in, that was at Kansas just a season ago, and that was a team that was looking like with uh, Azabuki at center, um, a lot of the older guys that they had on their roster, it looked like a set of circumstances where that could have been a real Final Four, if not national championship caliber team with him, you know, at the lead guard position. But he just was suffering from so many injuries and then throwing on top of that. He just seemed to have an issue with being able to really thrive within the kind of offense that Kansas was running. He's definitely an excellent player, but I think we're seeing it more in Houston than ever. And I think right now with Quentin Grimes at the helm, I mean, this is a team that's won 10 games this year, 10 and one so far this year. And I think they're going to be a tough out and that's going to have a lot to do with Quentin Grimes. I think the scary thing for him is just simply this, the guy shoots really well from the free throw strike really well 88.9 percent but his his ability to shoot from the floor is questionable 37.5 percent from the floor 34.2 percent from three I think that the biggest thing for me with um a guy like Quentin Grimes is if he can become more efficient from the floor 17.7 points per game can easily be 21 to 23 points per game <laughs> and as dynamic as he is built and how and the fact that he doesn't play to like his athleticism as his primary strength, this is a guy who could be extremely dangerous if he can become more efficient. And I think Houston's one of those teams that if they stay in the top 10 by March, they could become a top seed in that tournament. And I think that Quentin Grimes is going to be the guy that leads the way for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if Houston is a team that we could see as the winner of their conference and also like I said earlier one of the top seeds in the March Madness tournament my first unsung hooper is Chandler Vaudrin from Winthrop Winthrop is 11 and 0 right now and Vaudrin's one of the main reasons why they are undefeated Jalen he's averaging 12 points seven and a half rebounds eight assists and one and a half steals a game he's shooting 46 percent from the field Vaudrin's a solid defender, and he's a solid facilitator. He gets most of his points by drawing fouls and getting to the line. He went to the line 11 times versus UNC Greensboro, and he made eight free throws. He went to the line 15 times in his first game against Campbell. He also made 10 free throws. He went to the line 12 times in the second game against Gardner-Webb, and he made seven free throws. But, Jalen, the thing that really stood out to me about Vaudrin is that he's put up two triple-doubles this season. 
and he's the only player this season with two. He put up 13 points, 11 rebounds, and 14 assists in the second game against SC Upstate, and he put up 10 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists in the second game against Campbell. I know that the triple doubles were against below average teams. SC Upstate's 3-9, Campbell's 6-7. But Jalen, this is still a guy who put up two triple doubles, and it's an impressive stat. So I would expect to see Vaudrin and more of Winthrop when March Madness comes around. Yeah, I mean, when it looks at Winthrop, I mean, they're, I mean, undefeated team playing on a, on a significant hot streak because, you know, the, the biggest thing about these games is so far with them playing pretty much all conference-based, they're playing these teams back-to-back and kind of just fulfilling the fact of, you know, seeing the same team literally. I mean, just the, just the other day when they played Gardner-Webb, that would they they were literally on the ninth and then the tenth. They are they are legitimately catching these teams like back to back, which is an easy chance to catch someone slipping. And so far, Winthrop has been able to uh, sustain their success. I think the most interesting thing, um, when it comes to Vaudrin specifically, is at six seven. He really likes to facilitate. Really likes to facilitate. Let's look at the last couple of games that he's had so far. Six assists, eight assists, seven assists, eight assists, ten assists. He's had a 14 assist game and an 11 assist game. Dude can also rebound the rock. We've got one, two, three, four, five games of eight rebounds. And he only has one game where he has less than five less than five rebounds there's only one game and it was the second game in the season other than that he's had at least five rebounds a game he's had a 13 he's had a 13 rebound game and an 11 rebound game like this is a guy who is extremely versatile on the offensive end and the funny part about it is he's actually showing it defensively with active hands as well he's only got two games where he doesn't have where, where he doesn't at least record a single steal and he has only three games so far this season where he's recorded one steal or less. So they're in a circumstance where only about a fourth of the games he's played, he hasn't, he's, re- he's recorded a steal or less, which means in the other seven to eight games, he's had two or three steals. That's like crazy statistically the overall averages are even crazy like you had listed out 12 points per game 7.5 rebounds 8.3 assists on 46 percent shooting from the floor like oh my god man (laughs) he's definitely kind of doing his thing and I think the biggest thing about Winthrop is that they have the kind of squad at least with the way they're playing right now where if they win their conference tournament, they could actually be a sneaky team, kind of like the Florida Gulf Coast of the world that we're used to seeing in the NCAA tournaments that could catch a, a, a higher-seeded team slipping early in the tournament. And I think with their remaining schedule, they have the capability of going undefeated and winning their conference tournament. This could be a team at the end of the day where, at best, I think they could be an 11 seed. And... As an 11 seed, their odds of upsetting a 6 seed, they're pretty high. And as an undefeated team possibly going into the tournament, Winthrop could end up making it to the Sweet 16. And that's a scary thought with a guy like Chandler Vaudrin playing the way he's playing right now. Jalen, who's your second unsung Cooper? 
So you know I had to get into my Maryland bag because there was no way in the world we were going to do an unsug Hooper list without throwing a Maryland guy in here. So I'm going to go over to Coffin State with the Eagles, and I got to get the homegrown kid in Dewan Clayton. This is a guy who Juan Dixon, the coach, talked to me and my good friend uh, Glenn Clark back when I was at Press Box, and he made it extremely clear that – this guy is the truth. He was talking about him and hyping him up all last season. And somehow, somehow this guy has found a way to even get better since last season. As a guy who averaged 12 points last year, he has now bumped himself all the way up to 18.2 points per game. He's doubled how many steals he got. He went from 1.6 to 2.4. He's got career highs and rebounds and assists with 5.2 rebounds and 4.4 assists. The guy is shooting 83% from the free throw line, which is excellent. Again, this is another guy who unfortunately is struggling in the um, efficiency department, shooting 34% from the floor, 23% from three. But the big game that stands out for me is they're on a, they're on a two-game winning streak after beating DSU two times in a row in the fourth and the fifth of this month. In the first game against DSU, he dropped 32-5-6 and six with 15 free, 14 out of 15 free throws uh, made. And the guy shot 8 of 17 from the floor for 47%. I mean, he, he is balling right now for this team. And, yes, they are. They are 2-3. and three, But one of their games, their first game of the season was against the Duke Blue Devils. They're ranked number nine in the country, Ryan. You got to take a L when you're facing the number nine team in the country. You know what I'm saying? They've got close. They've got a really rough loss to GW, 85 to 69. And of course, they've got that loss against Drexel. That was an 11 point game. But like I said beforehand, two really big dubs against DSU to get them moving. Obviously, COVID has kind of messed with their season, which is why they're kind of getting a little bit of a janky start. Have been playing on and off. They played in late November, played in early December, and then hasn't played since basically last week. So it's one of those things where hopefully we can see a little bit more of them throughout the rest of the season. But Dewan Clayton is a guy who has been hooping and putting on in his last year, playing for this for his Maryland-based team in Coppin State. And I'll tell you this. If you put up 22 points against Duke, one of the greatest basketball programs you deserve to be recognized. You deserve <laughs> that recognition. 22 points against the number nine team in the country. That's very impressive. You mentioned 32-6-5 against Delaware State. I think given the circumstances with COVID and their season, I think Clayton is making the most out of it. He's putting up some great performances right now, like you mentioned. The 22-point performance against Duke, 32 points against Delaware State the first time. 18-6-5 against Delaware State the second time. Not to mention he put up 10 points and 8 rebounds, almost recording a double-double against George Washington. I think DeWan Clayton could be a guy who highlights the Coffin State men's program. And I think they also have a great coach in Juan Dixon as well. So I think the future is looking bright for Coffin State. My second unsung hooper is Derek Alston Jr. from Boise State. Boise State is a team that has been impressive right now. At 10-1, and one, their only loss was to Houston. Derek Olson Jr. is the true definition of a bucket getter. 
He's averaging close to 18 points a game, four rebounds, two and a half assists, and a steal a game. He's shooting 47% from the field and 40% from three. And he's another guy who likes to draw fouls and get to the line. He's shooting 88.5% from the line. Alston struggled in Boise State's first game of the season against Houston. He had zero points that game. So what does he do? In the next game, two days later against Sam Houston State, he put up 27 points against a team that is in first place in their conference, the Southland Conference. He would follow that up with more great performances, 23 points and five rebounds against Weber State, 20 points and six rebounds against New Mexico in the first game, 22 points and six assists in the second game against New Mexico, 23 points against San Jose State in their first game, and then he had 20 point and 10 rebound double-double in their second matchup. He's also had multiple games this season with two steals, so it occurs that he can get it done on both sides of the floor. I think Derek Olson Jr. is a guy who can lead Boise State to the Mountain West Championship, and I think we're going to be hearing more from this guy in March. Yeah, and here's the funny thing about talking about his struggle against Houston, right, is that since Alston Jr., since that game, like you said before, pure definition of a bucket getter. We're talking about a guy who's had six 20-plus uh, point games so far, starting with the fact that right after getting offered against Houston, eh, he just goes for a casual 27 against Sam Houston State. He just stays in the state, and he's just like, this place is making me angry. So before he left the state of Texas, he had to put his work in real quick before playing Idaho after the fact. So I think it's just one of those things that, like, I look at this guy, and I, I agree with you. I think he's a guy who's a big body bucket getter. I think he's a dude who is extremely consistent on that end. Um, He's a guy who shoots relatively well from the floor, 45% on the year. I think that Boise State is going to be a little bit of a problem in the Mountain West because of the fact that they have a guy like this offensively. And, you know, when it comes down to tournament time, specifically when we're talking about the in-conference tournaments, this is going to be one of those guys down the stretch when we look at the Mountain West as a guy who's going to be a closer for Boise State. And we know that when it's a one-and-done situation in terms of going home versus advancing to the next round and potentially punching your ticket, I think Derek Alston is going to be a guy for the Broncos that's going to be asked to do a lot. And I think he actually has the capability of doing so. Because like you said beforehand, he showed the capability to play on both sides of the ball. He doesn't turn the ball over much. He's had a couple four, um, four turnover games, a couple two turnover games, a three turnover game. But he's not a guy who's highly prone to turning the ball over. Um, like you said, he definitely plays on the defensive end uh, relatively well. He's had three games with at least a block. And he can rebound the ball really well. He's, a, he's got a 20-10 and 10 game in here. Um, against San, San Jose State. So, like, I I agree with you. I think this is a guy that, I, of course, March is speaking a little too early because for Boise State, they're going to have to plug through the, uh, the Mountain West first. But I think they have the capability of doing that. And you know that this guy having the rock in his hand is going to have a lot to do with whether or not they can get out of that conference. So transitioning to our question of the day for our fans, who is one player that you believe is an unsung hooper in the NCAA? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast. Of course, 
make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.